You are now listening to Carly's Couch. I'm Carly. And I'm Lex. In this podcast, we discuss a wide array of topics about life and how to live your best life. Whatever that looks like. This week on Carly's Couch, we're talking about shame and how it plays a role in our lives. Hola, ¿cómo estás? You talking to me? I am talking to you. Oh. Uh, Bien. ¿Y tú? Uh, Así, así. Oh, debemos hacer un episodio en español. No. Sí. <laughs> no, probably not. Trat uh, what up? ¿Podemos tratar? Sí, pero ellos no pueden entenderlo todo. Ay, es la Así más importante. Es, yeah, <laughs> kind of pointless. Yeah. Um, so now that we're done being selfish. But shout out to y'all who understood us. I actually need to practice my Spanish anyways. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's when she's trying to say something, you'd be like, mm, what was that? Mm-hmm. But what's funny is it's it's not crazy. Well, what's funny is anytime I'm in a Spanish speaking country, like I'm good, like I'm much easier. Maybe I feel more confident because I have to use it there. Um, But here I feel like I struggle more to to actually use it. So. So the problem is not the problem is you not not practicing or not feeling like you have to. Well, no, I was saying more so just having people around that speak Spanish all the time. Like I don't. Oh. Spend time. Like, I remember in Dallas, I used to go to meetups mm. um, where we would do 30 minutes English. So, for people who wanted to practice English, 30 minutes Spanish, 30 minutes English, 30 minutes Spanish. And, you know, mm. I would go to those like once a week for a while mm-hmm. just to practice, like actually having conversations. Because I can read and write real easy, but it's the actual conversations that matter the most. So, you could do that here, right? Yeah, I just got to actually do it. Or you can um, go, you can go to certain places and you just decide to speak Spanish, you know? Um, they'll probably speak it back to you, I think. Um, but it's definitely a little bit harder than, or, or it's like, instead of it just being you doing it for somebody to speak to you makes it seem more like, okay, now's a good opportunity to practice or to try it. So that makes sense. Um, today we are talking about shame. So after our Spanish introduction, uh, hello to shame. What is shame? Not hello to shame. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Hello, shame. My good friend. <laughs> Might be the episode title. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shame. Um, so we recently spoke about embarrassment, and we talked about how um, how embarrassment can play a role in your life or, or how it feels to be embarrassed, how you can use embarrassment to uh, gain something, learn something in some way. There's always some positive spin to it, of course. Um, but shame is... Uh, kind of similar, but a little bit deeper, I would say, um, when you're talking about just like the levels of um, maybe the way it affects you, impacts mm-hmm. your life, etc. I feel like embarrassment is used a little bit more lightly than the word shame. Um, but for me personally, uh, and you can speak to this for you, shame is not something like I ever really grew up thinking about or hearing about. Um, and yet now to think back on my life, it's like, well, I see a lot of like, um, whether it's through church stuff or parenting or what, whatever, like I can identify, um, shame in a different way. Um, what about you? Like, is that something you thought about really? I was about to say, yeah, outside of, um, 
the like the Scarlet Letter, like shame, uh-huh. like shame on you and your house, or shame on you and your cow. And then like, like uh, Game of Thrones, that could be the episode yeah, yeah. image. Shame. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So thinking like outside of those, not really, but I do think it's much more prevalent than we actually give word to. I think it's just something we don't think about that deeply, or maybe just don't mm-hmm. have the language to actually put it. We're like, oh, we're sad, or we feel guilty, or we, you know what I mean? Like think about the common, commonly used words that seem like something super extreme. Mm-hmm. So like, even though I can see a bunch of instances of it in my life, um, it's like, wasn't a word I ever really thought about too mm-hmm. much. Yeah. The definition of shame is a feeling of embarrassment or humiliation that arises in relation to the perception of having done something dishonorable, immoral, or improper. And so, you know, the first thing I thought about was like, well, what's the difference between shame and guilt? Mm-hmm. Because, they are a little bit different, but I think we kind of use those terms the same. Uh, Carly and I spoke about shame in episode 84. Um, that you can go yep. back and listen. I mean, guilt, you're right. We talked about guilt in episode 84. Um, and so when we were thinking about this topic of shame, it's like, eh, well, like, is that different? Like, you know, what is going to be different about this conversation? Which led us to discover what those differences are. Um, and so what are kind of those differences? So the first one is guilt is generally about something that you've done, like a mistake or something that you did wrong or a behavior or something that you feel bad about. So you feel Mm -hmm. guilty because you did X. Mm -hmm. And then on the other hand, shame refers to something about your character or like who you are um, as a person and you believing that that's unacceptable. Mm -hmm. And so it's like. Guilt is, I did this, and shame is kind of like, I am this. Mm -hmm. Like, in my head, like, when I was trying to think of the difference, it was like, okay, well, what does that look like? Like, guilt was, oh, man, you know, I lost that match, whereas shame might be like, I'm a loser. Mm -hmm. It's like kind of internalized, like, taking it to that next level. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, like, guilty might just be feeling like, oh, man, I accidentally broke something or I did something. Um, But shame, in shame, you didn't actually do anything wrong. So, like, in the guilt you might have did something or somebody's making you feel like you did something with shame. It's also um, maybe not always, but it seems like it's mostly kind of like a self uh, kind of inflicted thing or, or something where it's what you're telling yourself about yourself or what you're believing to be true about yourself based on um, whatever standards, perceptions and all of those things. So guilt is about actions, shame about being wrong as a person. Yeah. And I think that's a huge and a very important distinction because shame can be very um, corrosive to your to yourself, your self confidence, and to like your life, your relationships. Whereas like guilt is actually a, can be a good thing, mm-hmm. um, you know, to help you change behavior or to do better or to inspire you to not keep being the same way. You know, whatever the thing is, I think that guilt kind of serves a purpose to help us like notice when we're misaligned with things. Whereas mm-hmm. shame, like doesn't really have a purpose it seems to be just kind of a way for us to tear ourselves down it's kind of what it mm-hmm. sounds like and so you that made me kind of think of an example what about like um for somebody who might be in prison or something like you may have been guilty of a crime and yet it's still possible and you probably do feel a, well not probably you might feel a lot of shame but that can be like mended. Like you can actually, you can mend the shame part to say like, you know what? I made that mistake when I was a kid or I robbed the store or whatever you did. Um, I hurt this person and I feel a lot of shame around that. And maybe that could still, maybe it could feel good to have the guilt around it. But like at a certain point, you don't have to keep identifying in that space with the shame. And so you can still, I think it's still beneficial to be able to separate the two because now you can say, you know what? 
um, I do feel guilty about this thing. I did this thing, but I don't have to live in that space. And so to be able to separate that now kind of gives you a way to move forward uh, through that um, and to kind of make whatever those changes are. Yeah, and shame might be necessary. You know what I'm saying? If you was out here wilding or you mm-hmm. hurt somebody or whatever, you cheat in relationship, whatever the thing is, like you actually might, you know, have a little bit of shame, which might be healthy to help mm-hmm. you realize to get out that situation. But I think it becomes problematic. It's like whenever you're constantly living in that overly harsh environment that you kind of created mm-hmm. within yourself. Mm-hmm. And similarly, um, help me get back to the point that we're on, but like similarly, um, it's appropriate and okay to shame certain things. Like there's certain behaviors, pedophilia and other things where it's like, yes, of course we're going to shame that mm-hmm. as a society. Um, and then other things that should not be shame, same sex um, relationships. We may shame that. And it's like, that's not really something that we necessarily should. Um, that gets into a whole other conversations. But basically just saying that to say um, also, you know, in talking about shame, it's not just something that we might feel, but also consider how you might be making somebody else feel, especially if you're a caretaker or as as any relationship, I guess, a friend, a family member, whatever. Um you know, how you talk to people. And we've talked about this before where it's like, um, not, Oh, you're such a bad kid or whatever, but you know, like what you did was wrong. I think that's almost like the opposite side of what we're saying as far as guilt and shame, how you feel it. And then how you can keep from like placing, um, those seeds of shame into somebody else. Mm -hmm, Because we've all had them placed in us and it doesn't Mm -hmm. feel good. And so I think the more we are aware of our language and with other people, like, it's like, think about how that would feel to you as well. Mm -hmm. And like, do you want to be shamed for what you believe in or how you feel or what's really important to you? And it's like, no. So Mm -hmm. it's also a a check. You know, if um, I also think that the phrase hurt people, hurt people is very true. And also, so if you have a very negative self image, you also might be saying things to people to diminish Mm -hmm. theirs or to hurt them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And shame is more of, or I view it as more of like a long standing thing. So like, it is important to think about that because as a child, or even when we think about our own things that places where we might have shame in our lives, which we'll get to um, a lot of that, you're like, Oh dang, like that did, that came from you as a child. And you know, Mm -hmm. all the things we've talked about this stuff in episodes before. So you know what we mean, but it's like now that has affected the way you move through your whole life and your decisions, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So shame is like, shame can become foundational where, it perhaps shouldn't not perhaps it shouldn't. And so now it's like to identify that that is the base for some of the things that you might be doing or saying to yourself can be very helpful to break free from um, some of those things and to like move into a different space. And we'll get into some examples, um, but I really think it is a deep rooted thing. And another reason why identifying shame in your life is super important is because shame is a linking emotion or um, factor like contributor to Mm. many mental health diseases if you look up like strong emotions that are associated with all of them and it's shame and that's because it starts to break away your foundation of yourself and if you're living in this world where you feel like you're less than and you're beating yourself up every day like it only makes sense that some type of sickness would follow that Mm mm-hmm yeah, imagine, um, I was asking when we were thinking about this episode, like, uh, like you know, mental health um, issues come from a lot of different places. But then it was like, you know, we don't have to overthink it. Like, imagine if you're just talking badly to yourself every day. Like, of course, like, you're going to be in that kind of space. So um, definitely makes sense. There's different ways to think about shame, just so you can maybe think about how to identify it in your life. Um, there's different types. Um, so just to kind of throw out a couple 
at a time. Um, transient shame is like a fleeting feeling. Like you made a mistake. Um, like, Oh, I'm, I feel ashamed. Um, maybe, uh, like the wind blew your skirt up and it's like, Ooh, you know, feel ashamed. Um, <laughs> then there's chronic shame where you feel it all the time. And that's more so again, something like I never would have identified that. Like I never would have been like, if somebody's like, Oh, do you feel shame? Like, I don't really feel ashamed or anything. But when you really think about what that really is, it's like, thinking you're not good enough and um you know what we were just saying as far as that negative talk self-speak and things that can affect your mental health that's chronic shame um because you're you are like constantly like oh I'm not this I'm not that like you are you are going through shame and moving through those motions Mm -hmm. And then we talked about embarrassment and how it can be a good thing, but humiliation is not and can definitely cause shame if you're critically embarrassed in front of mm -hmm. people like job ending, you know, like just life ruining oh, type yeah. of humiliation. If you get fired or yeah. something in front of everybody oh, or yeah. something. Like that could be basically like a villain origin story type of thing. One million percent. That's the, there we uh, go. Villain, villain, villain origin <laughs> story. Um, another one, and I've experienced this is failure or defeat. Um, like think about like sports and competition. Like you didn't win the mm -hmm. thing or it just wasn't enough. Like it didn't work. And maybe work. it's not that you didn't win. Maybe you like kicked the, the, you know, into the other goal or something like yeah. Like, and you know, everybody's going to be like, wilding you out. Like, Bro, I definitely have busted my ass on hurdles. And you know, the 100 meter hurdles, if you ever into a track meet, are right in front of the stands. <laughs> and I've ate it like multiple times. So yes, <laughs> shame of defeat and or like embarrassing yourself out on the track. Um, you can experience shame around strangers. Um, and that's connected to social anxiety. If you, if you know, or feel like you might kind of have some social anxiety, it's like, you know, kind of people seeing your imperfections and you have shame about that you have shame about not being perfect essentially, um, which makes it hard for you to socialize, um, and shame about performance, shame that you'll mess up, um, whether it's like public speaking or dance lesson or whatever. So similar to how we talked about embarrassment in this case, um, like you, it's just a deeper rooted thing. And I think the root of all of this is self, like not thinking that you're good enough or that, you know, you just have this inferior like mentality for everything in your life. And so that could even like be in relationships like, oh, I'm not good enough for this person. So you have this unrequited love, you know, that that they'll never pick me. And so that could definitely lead to some shame. Mm -hmm. um, and then also related to exclusion. Um if you're not included in a group or shunned by a group, like that really messes with your mental um, and can cause you to feel shame because like I'm different or why am I not a part, you know, of community, et cetera. Um, and I feel like we can see in a lot of like cultural examples of folks who the lone wolf or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and there's other different things. too. maybe you feel shamed if, if you are, um, if you're not heterosexual, you might feel shame because, oh, it's like people talking about you don't treat you the same. Maybe if you're, um, like differently able person, like there's so many things I remember in um, my kindergarten class, maybe our first grade, like there was these two twins and I want to think now maybe it's that they had cerebral palsy or something. And you can just imagine like, oh, maybe even things you can't control or if you had a stutter or whatever. Um, or if you're the only black person in your class, like mm -hmm. you might start to feel ashamed just from seeing like how people treat you differently. Um, and imagine how as a kid or as an adult, like that can affect how you view yourself because everybody else is viewing you a particular way. Yeah, man, that just made me think about so many kids stories. Kids mm -hmm. are, Ooh, Jesus. Um, a lot. Kids are a lot honest, but a lot. And that's not to say that shame isn't like, can't be a good thing. I think that no emotion is bad, 
um, we have perceived negative and perceived positive emotions, but no emotion is bad when it's not in excess. So shame can be healthy when it humbles you. <laughs> We've all been there. Whenever you're allowed to like laugh at yourself um, or it can even be a teachable moment. Like, man, I need to do better. Maybe I need to have better boundaries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So kind of what we were saying before, like with societal norms, um, I think there's some things that are still like maybe wrong or um, appropriate, but in general, like that's going to kind of be part of the fuel for that. Um, so what would you say are maybe examples of shame or, or ways that you've dealt with that in your life? You can, you don't have to get super specific or you can, if you want, but like what has been your experience with shame? Um, well, now that we've like talked about it more, um, it made me think about just how my belief that I wasn't enough and how I've struggled with self-worth has like shown up in different places, like not always wanting to be the kid to have the answer, not wanting uh, to always talk in class. And so I feel like in a lot of situations, it kept me from showing up as my full self. Mm-hmm. Like that's like the first kind of the first one that I'm really thinking about. But can you, but what is the shame? Like, can you think of like, do you know like what you were ashamed of or like what, why would you feel, why did you feel that way? Um, I think it was like, if we think about, you know, the, the different like causes or types that we just talked about, it was kind of like exclusion and like Mm -hmm. humiliation. Like I didn't want to be that person, like to, to always be the kid to do this and be like labeled as that, um, or to have that perception. So like, you're saying like you held back from answering yeah, stuff. Like, yeah. Oh, oh exactly. Oh. I thought you were saying you did. And I was like, mm. <laughs> like no, I you're that I little boy in the, uh, <laughs> that little boy in the car. The kids need to free your minds. And everybody was like, damn, you about to yeah. get bullied. Bro. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that was like the first kind of thing I was mm-hmm. thinking about. Anything else? That you want to talk about? Um, I, I mean, we can go back and forth and kind of talk through some of them. Mm-hmm. Well, mine's on, um, kind of a main thing that I would say, mm. um, I would say for me, a lot of shame came from being raised to believe like certain things about how I should act and what's moral and what's not moral. And so as you get older, or for me, as I got older, and then as I'm like exploring my life, and in this case, I would say kind of like it would mostly be like around sex and things like that. And I didn't, I didn't have sex till I was maybe like 23 or 24, I think 23, um, which is fine. But then it's like, okay, over time, the experiences that I had, et cetera, et cetera, it's like I was living a certain way. And yet still, like I knew, like I, I, I don't say I had to hide those things, but like, I wasn't even like, I was blocking myself from like the reality of it. Like if somebody else kind of called me out on something or like, we've been kind of messy over here or like something, you know, things like that. And it's like, huh? Like, no, I'm not that person. Like I'm a good person. Or like, I I still saw myself through the eyes of like my parents or like Mm. how I was raised. Like I I was seeing myself through certain eyes, whereas really like what I was doing wasn't really matching. And so that made it hard for me to even acknowledge that. And, and not even saying like, acknowledge anything was wrong, but like acknowledge, Oh, actually this is me. Not, Mm not I have this weird like relationship with like well what is like this is a you know is this this isn't bad or whatever but like I could not and and still cannot like the even like with my parents today, day certain things I just don't like I'm never gonna talk about um they, they don't ask me about or whatever and I would feel shame about being my true self um and I don't feel comfortable in certain spaces like talking about certain things that are true but 
not only did I not feel comfortable with that, I didn't feel comfortable having those conversations with myself or like even acknowledging those things within myself, which that's where the problem was um, until I could own it. I wasn't owning who I really was because I was just kind of trying to still see myself through a certain way. I don't know how much that is like exactly makes sense. Um, no, it makes sense. But for me, it was like <clears throat> being dis- being disconnected from that um, really opened my eyes to be like, oh, so how do I actually like step into myself, recognize like who I am, what do I like, what do I do, um, and be able to live in that reality and be okay with that. Mm, that's a whole that's a whole word and a whole episode mm. in that point. Um, but something you said like kind of made me think about like how we're shamed for certain things, especially so I grew up in Oklahoma, if you're new to the vouch, um, and Bible Belt. So, you know, and they don't teach sex education and all those things. And I had sex quite a bit earlier than Lexi. I was not in my 20s. Not but, quite a bit. <laughs> look, but what's interesting is I carried so much shame for so many years. And so in a very different way, but kind of similar in the sense of like, I didn't know who I was because I carried shame for being this person that was out of who I thought, thought I had to be. And it affected mm-hmm. my relationships like big and and also my myself and my self-worth. Like I thought I was less than because of that and that I was scarred, like scarlet letter type thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really felt like that for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like, older and I was like, oh, it's really not that deep. But mm-hmm. then I look at how we were talking about how shame can be insidious. I looked at how that caused me to look, like lower my self-worth in my own eyes because I felt like I didn't live up to this standard. And then I was accepting relationships that didn't treat me, you know, the way, like with respect or with love or with kindness, like in the ways that I feel like I should have been treated. And so it just becomes this big vicious cycle if you don't notice mm. it. So how would you say, even if it's like looking back at mm-hmm. things now, how would you say um, you could identify like telltale signs of dealing with shame? So like for our listeners now, um, if you're listening to this, like, okay, so do I have shame in my life? Like, what would the, some of those things maybe look like? Um, I would say if you find yourself over-personalizing negative experiences or things that happen, like events, like, um, oh, man, you know, he, and this seems to undersimplify, but like, oh, he didn't call me back, like, it's because of because I'm whack or because I'm not that good of a person or I'm not, I'm not enough. You let everything feed the Yeah, shame. you let everything feed that negative voice in your head. Man, I didn't get that promotion because I'm not good enough. I didn't do my mm-hmm. job well enough. Even though knowing dang well, you the first, you know what I'm saying? You mm-hmm. are doing all the things. It's like if, if your thoughts aren't aligning with your actions, like they're below it or you're mm-hmm. trying to, you're trying to validate a negative narrative in a space that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Like I see that that's probably a really good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. I think another um, telltale sign that you're dealing with shame um, or like it's for me similar to what I was just saying is if you are like hiding uh, certain things about yourself like people have even recently people tell me like that I'm um, not secretive kind of secretive but like there's another word I'm thinking of but like it's like they can tell like they're not getting the full story and I didn't understand that because I'm like huh you are but then like I said I did I wasn't telling myself the full story I wasn't mm-hmm. accepting it so like they were getting the best that I could give them. Yeah. And yet um, I was hiding things, but I was also hiding them from me. And that's why it never came through. So, um, you know, hiding things from people. Um, if you if you do drugs, but then you go around certain people and it's like you, you wouldn't say that necessarily. Like that's obvious. That's that's an mm-hmm. obvious shame. Like, oh, I don't want them to know I smoke cigarettes or 
um, that I do whatever. Um, so being different around different people, hiding things, keeping things from people, then that's something that you probably have like a deeper level of actual shame around. Mm. Yeah, that's that's a big one. Um, another one I think about is if you're like when you're scared to um, advocate for yourself or ask for what you want, you might have shame. For example, like sex, if you can't tell your partner what you want because you might feel shame around the things that you actually like and you that might work that might be worth exploring with a therapist or with somebody else to help you you know figure out why you feel like it's not okay to be who you are to want what you want Mm -hmm. that's a good one or you might feel shame around um feeling like you're not desirable and so you don't you always let everybody else like initiate things with you or, or tell you things because you don't really see that for yourself um i think another way that we experience shame is in like our behaviors behaviors like mm-hmm. um in movements like when you kind of keeping your head down a lot um if you're blushing a lot like those kind of I guess I could say obvious I think that's kind of obvious um but kind of shying away and like you know belittling yourself like trying to make yourself smaller in spaces uh can be a signature of feeling shame yeah, body language is a huge one. Noticing language, what you do when you're around people mm-hmm. or in certain things. Because sometimes it's like you feel like you're on top of the world and you're standing in your power poses. And then other times it's you're trying to hide. So pay attention to all of that. Like it's so interesting how our bodies sh- or how our emotions and our things show up in our bodies. Another one is um, some, this used to be me. I'm still working on it. But overly worried about like what other people think about you and like their perception. Like if you're more concerned about somebody else's perception of you than your own, like definitely. Definitely mm-hmm. a space to explore. Which is also connected to, like, feeling like a failure, perfectionism. And it's so funny how being a perfectionist really is, like, um, like the step one of a lot of different things. Really, It really is, like, a shame because you don't – it's almost like we're ashamed to be humans because we've set or think there's some, like, standard or whatever we need to be. And because you'll never be perfect, that's – you're literally always feeling shame. Mm. off of if you're a perfectionist so that like that that's for uh, most people like if you're a perfectionist you're always feeling shame because you're never good enough like you're literally never good enough um but yeah there's a lot of of different things is there anything else that you necessarily want to pull out yeah underestimating yourself and your ability so if Mm -hmm. you are not taking risks or not stretching yourself or not growing or not putting yourself in spaces where you can grow to get closer to where you want to be or who you want to be or you know whatever like definitely check check your thought patterns and check your feelings on why you're not actually doing that. Cause mm-hmm. I feel like that's some real deep rooted shame that can lead us to live smaller lives than what we're capable of. Mm-hmm. And then um, the last thing I will say is if you are tend to always be irritable and moody and, you know, just feeling some kind of way, it's like, what is that? Um, what is that stemming from? Like, why are you so angry? Why are you so frustrated? And an example of that that I can give like of somebody else is, Knowing somebody who, if you know they're going through, oh, this is a, the guy thing. So I'm going to straight up say the men. Like, knowing if you're going through something where your money is really funny, there's shame about not feeling like I can't, I can't provide or I can't, you know, like, there's a lot of shame. And a lot of women know, like, a guy who's, like, down on his money or feeling like that, who has his worth kind of set into some of those things, um, which I'm not saying is necessarily it should be, um, but those guys, they get real, it's like they get more irritable and they get meaner. And like, that's when things be falling apart. And it's like, yeah, as much as you might be trying to help them or whatever, it still adds to that 
tell, showing them like, oh, I'm not enough. Like I feel shame that I can't take care of maybe myself or my loved ones. Mm-hmm. And then on, I would say last thing again, last thing last. But um, on the other side of that coin is if you feel really numb, detached, or disconnected, like because we all react and respond to things in separate ways. So if you're on either end of the spectrum, like definitely figure out how you can get back kind of towards the middle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So basically it seems like we've said everything um, can be anything negative that you're feeling or going through could be a signifier of shame. Um, so like, what's the difference between like you just feeling like, Oh man, I'm having a bad day or something's happening and being able to identify that as shame. Looking for patterns. Um, so looking for something that's consistent. If you're always feeling detached or if you're always angry or if you're always um, shrinking yourself or feeling like you can't express who you are, like those could be things, but it's always, it's like sometimes we've all, we all feel each type of way every day, but it's like, if it becomes a pattern like that, then it's time to check it. So mm-hmm. I would say consistency would probably be the first thing. What's another one? And I think too, like if it, if it keeps you from um, other people, from communicating, from connecting with people, um, then that's when you can probably tell it's a little bit deeper than just like a bad day or, you know, just a little off today. Um, and that's a little bit more chronic because it's affecting like your relationships, um, which is a signifier of like how you're feeling about yourself. Yeah. I feel like shame actually exists in way more areas of our life than mm-hmm. we probably even thought about. Cause when we started t- doing this episode, we were like, I don't know. But then as we researched more, it was like, Oh, it actually kind of shows up everywhere. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I feel like we kind of already talked about some of this, but like things that can bring about feelings of shame, things that can be the cause for that. Um, we've talked about upbringing and maybe growing up feeling like what's right, what's wrong, or seeing like how, how your parents or guardians uh, acted towards you. Like that tells you um, about yourself as well. Yeah. And internalizing trauma or your trauma responses like feeling shameful for how you survived through trauma like that that could be a shameful thing as well Mm -hmm. we talked about social norms already i would add um things like bullying so if you've experienced bullying which i like i remember um i have like one bully her name was annie too like (laughs) this little black girl named annie fuck you annie um, I remember I had like a ingrown toenail and she like stepped on my foot and I was like, yo, um, but I don't remember anything else she did. I just remember she had an attitude all the time, but, um, I didn't get like bully, bully, but like being messed with like that. I remember like sexually harassed type mess with like all through elementary school, like things that are happening to you from other people are telling you about yourself. And so maybe of course I have shame around my body. I didn't even wear, now I'm connecting that. Like I wouldn't have called it shame, but like I would not wear shorts i didn't feel comfortable wearing shorts i didn't feel comfortable wearing bikinis and we've talked about this story where like i didn't feel uh, perhaps comfortable doing certain things or i didn't want to be seen that's where that came from because i kept getting messed with and so i, I would get shame around being seen so yes i'm going to try to like shrink myself or blend in or whatever it is um and then as you get older still maybe feeling in some ways like the, a shame around um, being touched or, or doing certain things or whatever might be stemming from that. Um, they're super traumatic things that are in the same boats or like um, where maybe somebody's uncle touched them inappropriately or something happened, right? Like when those things happen, um, you can feel a lot of shame because it's like, why did this happen to me? Or like, oh my gosh, like um, this must be because I'm something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we go so long and man, I even tell anybody about it. Like I've never, I've never told anybody not anybody. I never talked to my, like my parents about that when I was a kid. 
um, while it was happening. So like a lot of times too, it's like, we think it's because of us or like, Oh, this never happens or whatever. And you might not tell anybody. Um, and so that's a big signifier of it being a shame as well. But those are the types of things that like, uh, can, can be the seed for it. And I think one, all of those are so important. And I think, um, important to think about as roots and looking at how they kind of manifest in our life. I think another signifier to kind of watch for is if you have shame around like speaking up for yourself or you have, or you feel really uncomfortable with setting boundaries with people. It's like, it's like sometimes you can have shame on the opposite end where it might not serve you. Like I think that a lot of those behaviors we did served us and helped us survive through things. But whenever we get older and are growing through that and releasing trauma and elevating, you know, our mindsets and stuff, like sometimes we have shame around not being who we thought we were and noted like that's another area to kind of watch for shame to come up. Say that last part again. We have shame. We have shame around letting go of who we used to be and growing into a new person. So if it was like, man, I used to be the cool girl and never say anything in relationships, you know, when stuff would bother me, it's like, no, now I'm the person who actually speaks up for myself mm-hmm. and I don't have to feel shame around that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense too. Um, and then, so there are other ways to identify, like maybe even for your own, like if you're, this is a behavior from shame or other people, um, and there's four different like behavior responses to shame that I was reading about. First one is a hot response. So uh, if you've ever been like kind of talking to somebody and they're like, they, it seems like they're getting way more angry than like what's warranted. Um, they might be deflecting the attention to you or you, da da da, da or like it's making it weird. You know, sometimes you talk to people and it's like, what? How do we get here? Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe they, you either touch the nerve, maybe they do feel some type of shame around uh, something, get defensive, et cetera. So for a lot of people, like when you might get angry and that really might be signifying dealing with shame. Yeah. Another one, I think that's probably really common. I think another common one mm-hmm. is concealing or like to conceal it. So it's a coping mechanism. Like you shut down, you try to make yourself small or withdraw. Like I think those are mm-hmm. super, those are very easy for me to see in my life at least. Mm-hmm. And then avoidance, which um, I probably super have too, is like when you just shut down, um, when you're maybe crying or apologizing, um, doing things to avoid conflict. So that was my a big issue for me in dealing with like the, the same issue is like if somebody was kind of judging me um, or saying something about me, I'm like, huh? Like I'm trying to avoid conflict. So I'm not even, I'm not saying certain things. I'm not being forthright. I'm, I'm hiding things. Cause like, I don't want to start something. Um, but really I'm also like not growing or not being myself and all those things too. So avoiding everything is a way that some people deal with it. And then the last like typical behavior is to repair. So like soothing yourself, um, apologizing, but also like making justifications for things. So if you forgot someone's birthday or like your anniversary with your partner and then you start telling yourself, well, you know, I did have a busy week and they had to work tonight anyways. And it's really not that big Mm -hmm. of a deal. You start trying to self-soothe by like justifying your way out of it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and so even even in having this conversation today or in this episode, right, with shame, um, we came to it and we were like, okay, we're in a place in our lives now um, where we actually can kind of identify like, oh, that might be shame or, you know, this is where that came from or whatever. Um, so we really thought it was important just to even like focus on identifying that or think about that, right? Like my hope from this episode is that it sparks you to think about like, oh, do I have shame in my life? Like, or what? Where, where am I experiencing shame or what is something that I can 
uh, take a microscope to and like really pay more attention to to see like where did that come from? Like what does that mean? What am I saying about myself or what's the disconnect? Because for me, like it, it truly is a um, like a groundbreaking thing to be able to all of a sudden just understand and connect the dot. Like oh, like this is a, it, it doesn't connect because like I'm not connected on that or like. I'm like trying to act like that something didn't exist or whatever, right? With my own like personal experience. So just to connect those dots can make a huge difference in how you move forward, how you maybe own own yourself, own who you are, own your experiences, own how you grew up, et cetera. Um, and so that's really like the main thing that um, I would say we wanted you to get out of this episode. Yeah, because if you don't address the shame in your life where you have it, you... I, I think it's harder for you to live like the depth and breadth and the width like of who you are as a person and also how you show up in life because could be holding yourself back without even noticing it just mm-hmm. because you're so used to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we were like, okay, so like, how do you deal with it? Like, what's next? And it's like, oh, it's the same same steps as we always talking about identifying it, um, paying attention to it, looking at it, um, like identifying those slow small steps, etc. Right. Um, the self-love, changing your self-talk, mindset, yada, 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 right? And yet, I like we were, like I just said, so I really need to stop repeating myself, is that, oh, but none of that matters if we're not even identifying that we have it. Like I said, I would have never been like, yeah, I have a lot of shame. Like, no, I don't, I don't have shame about anything. But to realize it, that's the key. Yeah, so start there. Hit us at Carly's Couch. Let us know what you thought of the episode, if you have any other thoughts or questions um, about shame or anything that really stood out, like how, you know, where you might have identified it in your life at Carly's Couch on every social media platform at Lextopia at CC Fierce slash Carly Carpio. And this week's question of the week um, to Carly first, mm-hmm. do you believe in extraterrestrials and aliens? First of all, why are you <laughs> doing a dance right now? But, all right, because <laughs> I'm like, Ooh. Um, I I don't not believe in them. I don't think that there's like little green people out there. How we've been fed on all the social media, but I do believe that there are other things. It's an entire freaking like Milky Way of things. So of course there are other things that live out there. What about you? Um, I agree, and I think it's interesting too. I like when I do see media or um, like entertainment that puts them puts them in a different perspective because I think it's always so funny how like why would we assume aliens like smell and see and like you know have to have eyes like even if it's whether it's two eyes or a hundred eyes it's like no literally like this wood table could be like alive somewhere else but like to us it's just you know what it is but um I for sure think that there is life in other places and what that looks like, who knows? But I like uh, I like the end of Men in Black. I used to I thought that was so fire at the end when they were like playing marbles, and then it like kept zooming out and out and out into like oh like really the Earth is like within this tiny little thing in this marble that these other aliens are playing and they're in another whatever. Um, so yeah, it's definitely I don't think it's beyond us. Um, I think they exist, like how they exist and all that. I don't know, but um, yeah, please come get me. <laughs> nah, they're like the earth is ghetto. Absolutely. Please come no. get me if you're listening to the podcast. Save us. Right. They like, nah, we gonna cruise past this one. <laughs> and should. Alright, y'all. Have a good week. Hit us at Carly's couch. Let us know what you thought. Bye.